Hey, Skiba News Nation family, thank you for watching. Please like, share, and subscribe. You can also help support this channel by getting yourself some Skiba News Nation merch. Also, we are proud to announce that we are now on Patreon, where you will get bonus content, shoutouts, and much more. Thank you again for watching and helping us stay on the quest for truth. Huge shout out to all our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for your support. We couldn't do this show without you. If you want to help support us, go to patreon.com forward slash Skiba News Nation. We are also proud to announce that Skiba News Nation podcast is now available on podcast platforms. what it costs. I want to know what the truth is. And I hope that people, my son, anybody, if my name comes up, whether you like me, whether you agree with me or not, at least you can respect the fact that he's on a quest for truth. He's on a quest for truth. Welcome to Skiba News Nation, bringing you unfiltered views, news, interviews, discussions, and more. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Skiba, award-winning musician and son of Rob Skiba. Hey, Skiba News Nation family. Welcome to this episode of Skiba News Nation. It's episode 25. I'm your host, Jeremiah Skiba, and today we're going to be talking about 9-11. A little weird is all. Building 7 is a little weird. It was. Yay, formerly known as Kanye West, blocked from his big money. Mediaopoly. Big media supporting dark sexual agendas. China, protests and lockdowns. An all-new Opus Corner. For history, we're going to be talking about Frank Olson, the man murdered by MKUltra. Memes and much more, so stay tuned. Now, without further ado, we have another great show for you today because we have Jake Grant in studio with us. Welcome, Jake. Hey, Jeremiah. <laughs> we had to stop by on our way back through Dallas and hang out with you guys a little bit further. So had to get one more of these live shows in. So I'm really excited. I mean, it to be was here. really popular, the last one. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, had a blast. And uh, hey, man, what about that new intro? Yeah, well, I want to give a, a special shout out to uh, a guy named Jerry Ward, who sent me those uh, uh, several different of those really cool animations. His company is W Design Studios, LLC. And if you're looking for that kind of stuff, he's the guy to go to. So maybe I'll leave a description down below to his website or in the description, I'll leave a his link to his website if you're interested. Very cool. Anyways, um, so there's one more thing I wanted to, you know, before we get started, I just wanted to tell everybody that those who want to help our ministry keep going and growing, all my dad's books and DVD bundles are still available at babylonrisingbooks.com forward slash store dot HTML. And yeah, and also uh, don't forget that if you want to uh, help support, you know, Sheila and the Kingsgate Media and Skiba News Nation, another way is you can grab the uh, Torah portion workbooks uh, that are used for the virtual house church. 
And these are a great way to kind of write all your notes down while you study through the scriptures. And uh, I've been helping out with Virtual House Church for, you know, what, five years now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and this is a great way to just kind of every year start to write down little revelations and interesting things you get as you study through the scriptures. And you can see uh, they're really well made. They, they have a, a workbook for every single book of the Torah. And as you go through the scriptures, um, you can see on screen now on the Virgil House Church website, go to the store page and you can order these books here. So awesome. All right. Well, let's jump right into Skiba News Nation episode 25. You ready? Oh, yeah. It's going to be a good one. All right. Let's do it. So I want to start off our news segment with uh, a couple videos, get our conspiratorial minds and hats put on. Uh, so we have a, a little clip here talking about how 9-11 has some very interesting and weird things about the narrative. And uh, that's just to get our brains going today. So let's hit it, Opa. What I say about 9-11 is like some things are weird. Building 7 is a little weird. It was. Weird. Yeah. The way it fell was a little weird. <laughs> the towers were built to take an impact from a plane and that they fell from fire and that they both fell like that, all neat and cuddly. Yes. And they go, well, it shook the fireproofing off. Oh, it's a little weird. Yes. <laughs> Turns out the Pentagon had lost a trillion dollars like the day before. And it's now- a little one, one of the planes happened to blow up the, where all the files were. Yeah, it's a little weird. And it's a little weird that a guy that can barely fly a plane was able to glide yeah. two inches off the ground <laughs> into a the Couldn't side of the body. But yeah. they had the passports. The plane incinerated <laughs> into a bowl of fire, but a paper passport. <laughs> that is a little weird. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. I must say so myself. Oh man, so. You know, back in uh, 2001, I've heard it said that a lot of people would never want to relive that day of 9-11, right? Mm-hmm. But the day after and the weeks following, they would love to go back to because the nation was so unified and patriotic. But something to keep in mind is it almost seemed to be such an obvious deception in terms of all the inconsistencies of that particular story and narrative and event that it set the nation up for all of the deceptions that we mm-hmm. see divvied out on mankind ever since then. It really started to be the the focal point of media deception and uh, all these counter narratives to push the new world order agenda. You think that's why uh, Jan Sick, they're so that they said they say that it's worse than 9/11. I've heard Nancy Pelosi say those words that it was worse than 9/11 and I mean, there's no way. No, no way at all. But you can definitely tell that uh, they were prepared. What was it? They had a media uh, team in Nancy's office just waiting for the... It was was her daughter, I think, too. They let the people into the the Capitol building, and Mm -hmm. they were, like, waving them in, like, hey... And that Fed guy, and everybody's going, Fed, 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 Fed. Oh, man. He's not in jail. Yeah, I mean... Crazy. This is just another example mm-hmm. of how these big events happen and then they are used to push agendas forward. And of course, there were people that are there that are, their lives are straight up ruined now just because they got swept away with the 
the vibe of the night and they followed people. I mean, look at Pete court. Davidson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> but what you, but his dad did die, I think. Oh, yeah, at 9-11. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he... Uh, and it became Pete Davidson, so I guess he's still living he, with that. Yeah. Anyways, the, the whole point being is that we want to set our minds in the right framework of, hey, this has been something that is ongoing and has been going on for 20 plus years of counter narratives, of secret programs, of, of just lies being disseminated to the American people yep. to get us all hoobla hoorah and push towards the new world order agendas, the agenda 2030, uh, the great reset all of these are more recent agendas that we have of course have media coverage pushing this and that and um it's just it's it's crazy and um that's where it all started 9-11 building seven it's kind of weird yeah kind of weird it all started with us blinding ourselves and not admitting hey we're being lied to well it should be like the courts you know innocent until proven guilty like i i, I don't know what to believe until you show me all all the real facts yeah, which Building Seven, nobody's ever talked about. It's kind of what weird. is the official story? <laughs> kind of weird. Yeah, and it's the same thing with nowadays, which mm -hmm. is setting up some of our discussion for today. Is whenever you buy a lie, you become that much more susceptible to buy the next couple lies mm -hmm. because you've already just ignored all the red flags for the first deception. And now as you enter into subsequent distractions and deceptions, you're, you're probably going to fall for them. And so whenever we talk about the media, when, whenever we talk about what's coming on the world and, and things we've covered in our show in the past couple of weeks, guys, you can't double down. You have to expose the truth. You have yep. to admit that, hey, these guys are liars and I'm yep. not going to trust a liar again. And whether that's with the medical industry, whether that's with the space programs, whether that's with the military corporate industrial complex that is pushing for war and you know to choose one side or the other and they want to scare us they, they want, want us, scare us they want to control us with fear yes that's what i think well uh, let's go ahead and play our next clip here a multi-billionaire to not be able to use my apple pay four nights ago i couldn't use my apple pay because Somehow Adidas was able to legally go in and freeze my money. And when I see this, I think, well, if this could happen to me, this could happen to other Americans. And for what? Wow. So I don't know if you guys remember some of our coverage of his controversial anti-Semitic statements, right? <laughs> Which yeah. he actually then goes on to prove to paparazzi, hey, most of the CEOs and high echelon kind of VIPs of most of this industry of the the media and of the movies and all that they are run by Jewish people yeah and he shows like a list and he's like look it's color-coded and it totally shut the paparazzi you, guy up you know what's funny about that is it's almost like a Norm Macdonald setup Norm Macdonald had the same kind of jokes about uh he, he Marlon Brando a long time ago open might remember this it was like back I guess in the 90s, and he, he was saying jokes that were very much like that, and it just shows that how far we've come along today, how everything is offensive, and they want to cancel you. Yeah. They want to cancel everything you say, 
and nothing nothing can even be talked about right it's offensive to call out a factual statement right yep and and i, I just we have to set this up and explain kind of the backstory to why Kanye's money has been taken away from him as a multi-millionaire billionaire type figure he now can't even use the money that he's earned right that's scary. and it's because of you know he's being censored he's being canceled but that should alarm you whether you agree with his anti-Semitic statements or not, mm -hmm. because that's what can happen to all Americans. Let's, can we play that video one more time, Opa? A multi-billionaire to not be able to use my Apple Pay. Four nights ago, I couldn't use my Apple Pay because somehow Adidas was able to legally go in and freeze my money. And when I see this, I think, well, if this could happen to me, this could happen to other Americans. And for what? That video, it really does warn all other Americans that, hey, you can be canceled too, but not just with your freedom of speech, but mm -hmm. financially as well. Yep. And it calls to mind the whole social credit score system in China and how it's, it's literally being applied to some of the most successful people like, yay, right? So check out this picture. They call you anti-Semitic, but they never call you a liar. Did you ever notice that? Hmm. And it's talking about, you know, his statements. That is pretty funny. That's interesting. To learn who rules over you, simply find out who you are not allowed to criticize. And uh, this is a great kind of analogy. And while I know this is all tied to the, the supposed anti-Semitic statements of Kanye saying that, Jewish people are running all these big corporations and media conglomerates. Well, this applies not only to that topic, but to the, the medical industry and mm -hmm. some of the things that have happened over the past few years. Yep. If you're not allowed to criticize, if you're not allowed to comment and share you're a conspiracy, an, crazy you're, person, exactly, exactly. And, uh, it's, it's and yeah, you're always welcome on this show. If you ever see this, we will never cancel you. You're always welcome. So I'll just throw that out there. Let's show this next picture. It's, it's right along these uh, same lines. <laughs> so you obviously have the depiction of a, a prostitute here with all the big media companies tattooed all over, right? I want you to say men can get pregnant and white skin is the cause of the world's problem. Anything you want me to say, Big Daddy. <laughs> and, you know, forgive the, you know, the crude depiction of what these companies actually are, which are prostitutes to big money pretty much yep and uh and you can see that this is how these agendas are pushed forward is the people that are at the top of the companies control the interests of the companies mm -hmm. and and it like with the changing of the logo during pride month yeah very much their their arm is being twisted because if they don't do what the narrative tells them to do, then they're in, a big, they're in big trouble that's a great correlation that's exactly right i mean it's just like pride month all, and you can see all of the companies that are beholden to a higher power. And that higher power is an ideology that is uh, against traditional morality, biblical morality. It's against uh, the family unit. It's against masculinity. It's mm -hmm. against uh, the population growth. It wants everybody to be effeminized and trans and all kinds of stuff. And, uh, and we just can't sit idly by while these agendas are pushed forward. So uh, that leads us into our next clip here. Check this out. A media of belief, no 
controlled by a few corporations thanks to deregulation by the FCC. Disney, Fox, Westinghouse, and good old GE. They own networks from CBS to CNBC. They can use them to say whatever they please and work down the opinions of anyone who disagrees. Or stuff about PCBs. What are PCBs? They come from electric power plants built by Westinghouse and GE. They can give you lots of cancer that can hurt your body. But on network TV, you rarely hear anything bad about the nuclear industry. Like when Westinghouse was sued for fraud. Which time? He made defective bolts, it was an unreported crime. Or when it was boycotted for operating nuclear bomb plants just to squeeze a dime. That's a footnote, by the way. A footnote protects you from folks who doubt what you say. Now maybe the voices in my head will go away. But the big shots don't care. They're all sitting pretty thanks to corporate welfare. What's that now? They get billions in subsidies from the government. It's supposed to create jobs, but that's not how it's spent. They use tax and soft money to support congressmen who will overweapon programs again and again and let them dump toxic waste where the young ones play. I-N-G-E made the bullets that shot JFK. You contribute to this chain every time you buy a product sponsored on this show. That's what NBC doesn't want you to know. Show the next time. Please stand by, please stand by. It means there's technical difficulty. Supposedly, so if you see a please stand by, you know it's all part of me. That was kind of a norm joke too, wow. which is kind of funny. So that cartoon was created for SNL, I believe. Oh, it was? And it was banned almost right away. And it explains Mediopoly. Well, it's funny because half of those companies are now Disney. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's what I was thinking about when I was watching it. It was like, Disney owns that, Disney owns that. Like, what don't they own now? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of the concentration of all of the things we consume into just these few co corporations. And this is something that I know uh, is why, for example, Yay is being canceled. Uh, it's why censorship is running rampant on places like Facebook, mm -hmm. Instagram. And, and this brings to mind Twitter, which we're seeing a little bit of a change up because of Elon Musk acquiring Twitter. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's actually been quite entertaining for me to see some of the exchanges between Elon Musk and some of the more liberal uh, people that disagree with his, uh, you know, adding Donald Trump back and yeah. and allowing more conservative figures to speak. Um, and, and it's not that I don't have suspicions on my own about some of the underlying influences and motivations of Elon Musk. However, check this picture out. CNN, Elon Musk could threaten free speech on Twitter by literally allowing people to speak freely. Don Lamont at his best. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, there is only one way to be able to fight the big multinational corporate war against the freedom of speech, and that is to speak the truth. And, yep. and that's and what they don't like. That, that's what they don't like. And um, unfortunately, a lot of people have been forced to alternative platforms. 
so that pretty much the system has been purged of anybody speaking up on a variety of topics that are bannable, you know, and that are controversial. Or... It kind of reminds me of what they're doing on YouTube. Like a lot of you guys uh, saw last last week's episode had a thing where you had to confirm it. It was 18 plus, which we didn't say or do anything that was out of the ordinary. Nope. But they, they I kept fighting it and fighting it. And then finally they, they took that down. They, they let us, you know, keep the video up there. But if you don't fight, they'll, they'll beat you. Yep. Yeah. And, and that's what they're used to is having all this power and, uh, and people just giving into it. Yep. And, and that's kind of what we saw with, you know, last year's medical experiment is people were kind of forced into caving or losing uh, their normal lifestyle, losing their job, losing whatever. And then people that speak up against the topic lose their channel, lose mm -hmm. their this, lose their that. And, lose their livelihood. And, you know, oh, man. And, and so let's check out this next picture here. Isn't it ironic, right, mm -hmm. that most movie audiences watch movies like The Matrix, The Patriot, Braveheart, V for Vendetta, and The Hunger Games, and they cheer for the disobedient, rebellious underdogs who challenge and resist, even violently, against the masters and the controllers, then they go home and proudly pay tribute to the state obey whatever arbitrary commands the political masters make up and condemn anyone who doesn't. Well, you know what's crazy about that is I was about to show how Joker, 2019's Joker, oh, yeah. have you seen it? Yes, I have. That's probably one of my favorite movies, but there's a lot of parallels of them predicting what happened in 2022, but that movie fits right in that category. That'd be a great breakdown. Yeah, well, I'm, I was almost done with it, but I wanted to save it for next week just so we had... I should have done it this week, but that's all right. Well, something to look forward to next week, guys. Yeah, Joker, 2019. It's the best Joker, I think, in my personal opinion. It's my my favorite movie of all time. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's just so interesting uh, because the media that we're fed it kind of makes us apathetic because yeah. we're like, oh, I don't really have to behave in a a brave, heroic, and uh, you know, I don't have to stand up or anything meaningful because I'm being entertained by a TV show that's showing me somebody who's acting and mm -hmm. doing it in a film or a movie. And it gives me the good feeling as if I'm doing it. But when I live my real life, I'm hiding behind a screen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and that's the trap we find ourselves in, man. That is. So uh, let's check out this next uh, clip here. Welcome back to Tipping Point. I'm your host, Kara McKinney. With the Balenciaga scandal still fresh in everyone's minds, the Post Millennial is reporting that the CEO of a trans activist group known as Mermaids has resigned after a board member was ousted over advocating for pedophilia. This comes as the Washington Post and the New York Times and other outlets are giving glowing reviews to a new play which is sympathetic to, yes, you guessed it, yet again, pedophiles. Just now to discuss all of this and more is the author of that second headline for Human Events, Libby Emmons, the editor-in-chief of the Post Millennial. Thanks for being here tonight, Libby. Thanks so much, Kara. Great. So what play is this? What's it about? And why are the major outlets so impressed with it? So this is a play called Downstate. It was written by a Pulitzer Prize winning playwright, Bruce Norris. And uh, it was commissioned by Steppenwolf, which is a very famous and storied 
theater in um, Chicago, and the play premiered out here at uh, Playwrights Horizons New York. It was funded um, by granting organizations that seemed to think this was a good idea, and it was, you know, it was commissioned. So, I mean, this this was deemed to be a good idea right from the very start. It's about some men who had been convicted of pedophilia and are living in a group home together. I haven't seen the play. Um, Oh, I'm so not sweet. super interested in seeing a play that normalizes and sympathizes with men who had been convicted of, uh, you know, sexually molesting children. But that's what this play does. And it's very interesting because the reviews that I read of this play said that the least likable character in the play was uh, one of the men's victims who comes back to, um, to, confront, the, to confront his abuser. And that is very interesting. As you were saying, that has a lot of institutional support. I think you mentioned the human events article. It's not just a fringe play that, you know, that we found in the corner mm -hmm. of nowhere that we're trying to make into a big deal. This is something that is quite mainstreamed. And do you think that the normalization of pedophilia might have been the point of it? Yeah, I don't know if that was the author's intention. Certainly, um, I spent a great deal of time working in theater. And a lot of times what happens is you have some people, they have some money, they say something like, hey, would you be interested in writing a play about this? And you say, hey, that could be interesting. Sure, I'll take your money. I'll definitely go for it. Um, or you get like a little thread of something and you think these are interesting characters and you feel like, sure, I want to explore this. But as you said, yes, there's a fair amount of institutional support. Is the project to normalize pedophilia? I don't know if that's necessarily what they think that they are doing. Probably what they think that they are doing is destigmatizing pedophiles, which we have seen bubbling up in academia for a few years now. We've seen authors writing uh, books about how important it is to separate the individual who commits this horrible action uh, from the action itself. And certainly I can sympathize with the idea of, you know, hating the sin and loving the sinner for sure. But what we're talking about here is a cultural effort to remake the concept of pedophilia from something that is a sinful thing that should be condemned to something where we have sympathy for the people who are afflicted with this or we start to perceive pedophilia as a sexual orientation all of its own. There has been joking over the years that the, the P should be added to the LGBT alphabet soup um, to be inclusive of pedophilia. And uh, yeah, so what we're looking at is sort of the next phase in uh, the child exploitation movement of sexualizing kids from a very young age, breaking down their barriers and ushering them to into adult sexual lifestyles for the, um, you know, perverted kinks of grownups. And it's just so sad. It just seems like there's never uh, an end to these stories. They're just, they're everywhere. And so I want to also then go to the other headline from your website, The Post Millennial. Uh, we have about two minutes left on the clock. I was wondering if you could explain for our audience, there appears to be uh, two scandals kind of dovetailing here uh, with the CEO of a big trans movement in the UK, a trans advocacy organization, I should say, called Mermaids, with the CEO now stepping down. You have a board member uh, who was, was caught advocating basically for pedophilia or destigmatizing, however you want to describe it. But then also it seems, seems she, uh, transitioned her own young son at a very early age, which is causing its own scandal. So I was wondering if you could explain that for our audience tonight. Yeah, so Susie Green uh, was the head of this organization, Mermaids, which has its tentacles throughout the UK in education and advocacy 
particularly for the T in uh, the LGBT, um, you know, heading there. So she transitioned her young son when he was only 16 years old. There are reports that she and her husband particularly did not want to have a gay son. And so they went ahead with this idea that he was trans. Um, he and the child underwent surgery in Thailand, I believe at the age of 16, at which point he did not actually have enough tissue to construct the appearance of female genitals, which is something that uh, Susie Green later joked about. Mermaids recently took a, another uh, gay rights group to court saying that this gay rights group was transphobic and didn't have a right to be a charity as part of, and that's headed by um, Alison, Alison Bailey, who's a barrister in the UK and has her own sort of fascinating story. So um, mermaids went to court as part of the discovery. It turned out that one of their board members had been advocating for the destigmatization of pedophiles, which is of course, um, you know, pro-pedo light is kind of how you could think about that. Um, so as part of their effort to uh, discredit another charity, they in fact were discredited themselves. And now she has stepped down. Funny how that seems to work out. Livy, thanks for joining us tonight. All right. So just an example of some of the agendas that are given glowing reviews by our mainstream media that these things are propped up as good and beautiful and, and wonderful that you're humanizing people that prey on children. And, and yet it, it's, it's just such a topsy turvy world we live in and uh, an alarming story that this is something that is allowed to happen in our cities and in our communities. And, uh, and, and this is just one example of the type of agenda pushing story uh, and, and, you know, it's, it's just, it's crazy. And it's definitely something that we need to take our children out of environments where they're being indoctrinated to think, you know, along the lines of this uh, just kind of uh, dangerous ideology uh, that completely goes against uh, nature mm -hmm. uh, that goes against uh you know, if you're from a, a, a biblical standpoint, goes against the scriptures in many ways, you know, and what are your thoughts? I mean, I think that's the most disgusting thing, them trying to normalize pedophilia. Uh, I don't even know if that word is appropriate on YouTube, but do you remember the episode? And I know you guys that have been watching it for a long time, you probably remember this, but me trying to find the American flag on the YouTube search thing. And the one thing that came up, one of the things was... It was called the MAPS, M-A-P-S flag, and it was a pedophilia flag, and it's part of the LGBT whatever, and uh, I said that's the next thing they're going to normalize. I don't know yeah. if I said that out loud, but I told several people that's going to be the next thing they normalize, which is so sick. I mean, kids, kids are supposed to be, you know, protected, protected, and they're, I don't know, I just think the whole thing is sick. Them trying to do like them trying to make a funny show about it. Like I don't understand. It There's nothing comes, funny about it. It comes with the rainbow of sexuality, because once you say, "Oh, there's a variety. It's not just male and female," which is how I believe we are created and what makes sense biologically. Uh, even if you believe in evolution, 
how does the the traits of you know homosexuality get passed down to subsequent generations it can't so it even goes so if you're from like coming from an atheistic kind of evolutionary mindset it doesn't even make sense in your own worldview that this is something that should be so prevalent so how is it in the past few years that this has exploded in in numbers it's because of media influence it's because that this is one of the number one agendas that is you being used in a way to control the world's population, mm-hmm. but also to degrade our morality as a society so that we're more susceptible to being controlled. Because when we're spending all of our time and focus kind of coddling our own uh, sexual sins or whatever, and, and it's not to paint one thing as worse than the other, but what it is is to say, hey, there's a reason that this particular sin right is being elevated because it completely takes over your identity and that's you know all you're doing in terms of changing the world is you're going out there and making more of you right and yep. and that's why it's something that we see is so prevalent and and it's it's not to say hey you know people can't change it's not to you know make people who are of that persuasion feel like there's no hope uh, because they're just the worst ever. But the truth is, is that this is the agenda that is being pushed the most heavily in our kids' media and and Disney movies and television. And it's all because of kind of the the rainbow of sexual persuasion uh, being normalized. And and mm. now that is leading to the far extreme, which is horrifying, which would have been horrifying at any point but is now kind of coming to the forefront of the light of day. I think they've been grooming us up to this point getting to us be able nor- to normalize. Normalized, yeah. yeah, with all these strange sexualities and, and, and People are like, oh, okay, 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 okay. And then finally the final P oh, on the okay. end of the sentence comes and you go, oh, oh, no. Chomo, <laughs> okay. Oh, all right, so let's no go way. Uh, to our next story here, which is... Uh, Just say no. No. Uh, we have uh, a, a picture here. Um, I, I, I thought this was interesting. Um, uh, Maybe just a little break in our current news for a historical look. Did you know that mermaids are actually recorded scripturally as, uh, you know, beings that uh, existed? Uh. No, but I've seen a Fiji mermaid, and I, I didn't. I thought those were fake. <laughs> but it, I, it would not surprise me if, like, I've seen video, some pretty convincing video of uh, people, like, actually still seeing them. I, I, if you could bring that back up just briefly, I wanted to read it. And, and this is an example of one of the first uh, alternative sexualities that popped up on the world according to the extra biblical narrative. And, uh, and it's, it talks about here. Um, in chapter 19, uh, regarding the punishment of the women that chose the first alternative sexuality, which was fallen angels, right? Mm-hmm. And it says, and Uriel said to me, here shall stand the angel who have connected themselves with women. So uh, the first kind of LGBTQ in the ancient times was A, right? Angelic yep. attraction, right? And, uh, and their spirits, assuming many different forms, are defiling mankind and shall lead them astray into sacrificing to demons as gods till the day of the great judgment in which they shall be judged till they are made an end of. And the woman also of the angels who went astray 
shall become sirens, which are the most ancient form of pretty much the modern mermaid, right? Mm -hmm. And what do we know about sirens? Sirens in ancient lore use their song to brainwash yeah. the men, minds of men. And, and that's why I wanted to share that picture and how it's relevant to what we're talking about is the, the first alternative sexuality is well known for using their media, their medium, mm -hmm. to brainwash men to fall to their demise. Yeah, I mean, I remember learning about when I first learned about mermaids as a little kid, but it was about sailors and they would pull, they would sing and they would get sailors to go overboard and then they pull them in. Exactly. And they make them look so nice in the cartoons, but they weren't nice. And I have the, a feeling that the people pushing the LGBTQ agenda are manifesting in a way kind of this primordial spirit of these sirens mm -hmm. using media to allure the minds of mankind yep. to go to our demise. And uh, anyways, just uh, I wanted to make that connection there because, uh, you know, of course, with, uh, you know, Rob's research mm -hmm. and, and my fascination with extra biblical books and, and ancient lore, uh, it does tie into our current news because that is how media is being used. Come it's on. like the OOG. The OOG of... Uh, OOG. <laughs> All right, let's go on to our next story here. I want to start in China. The protests in China, they say this is all about the COVID-19 measures. It is and it isn't. It's about slavery. That's what this is really all about. This started, um, you know, bubbling here recently. Then there was a fire, and I don't know if you've seen but they are bolting people into their houses. You, you can open the doors. These fi this fire was raging through an apartment complex. Nobody could get out because the state had locked the doors from the outside. That didn't go over real well. Then the people at Foxconn heard that there was coming another uh, zero COVID lockdown was coming now these people have been in lockdown for about two years two years so you know foxconn is the wonderful place where they make all of the apple products oh apple should be so proud um they have everything you need in you know in that building so you sleep on one floor you eat on another floor you maybe watch a movie on floor four and of course you do all your work on floor one it's tremendous. You never, ever have to leave the building. Well, people heard that there was another lockdown coming, and they started jumping the fence. Now, because they have social credit systems where you have to have your iPhone or your cell phone, and it tracks you, and it gives you either a red or a green. Red means you got COVID, but not really. Not really. That's what the state says. But they are changing things to be able to control people. Again, the zero COVID is not about COVID. It's about control. So they started jumping the fence, but they couldn't get onto a train or a bus. They weren't running. And if they could get on, their little red uh, badge said you couldn't actually board. So they just started walking. And they started walking on the highway. The state got very upset and said, hey, Foxconn, you got to clean this up. And so... The Fo Foxconn, which is basically the state, said, we're going to offer 
four times the bonus. If everybody would just come and work, just apply, you get four times the bonus. Oh, do the people who stayed at Foxconn, do they get the bonus too? No, discontent. Then all these new people were hired. What happened? Oh, we no, there was a misunderstanding. I'm sorry. Do you, is Mandarin your first language? Oh, it is? Well, there was a translation problem. You're not getting four times the bonus. That's when everybody went crazy. They all jumped the fence and they've, they left. Now, this is not Tiananmen Square. And this is really important that you understand. Tiananmen Square ended in 1989. This is much larger than that. The number of regions in China and the number of people that are participating in 1989, there was no Internet. There was no mobile phone. So compared to then, today, hundreds of millions of Chinese are aware of what's going on. Most Chinese in 1989 learned about Tiananmen in the next school year, if they ever heard about it at all. But at the time of the protests, only 2% of the Chinese population even knew anything about them. It's key to remember, Tiananmen wasn't a protest that happened over a single day or weekend. The, um, the uh, protests took nearly two months before they rolled the tanks out. So we may be in just the first inning here, but this is getting out of control in China. So... Protester uh, or a worker protest at Foxconn, the Apple factory. By the way, Apple, they really care about the people. Man, they are so, they're so enlightened. They're so great. I, as an artist, I can only use an Apple product because they just get me as an artist, you know? And that's why I was so proud to see that they, they shut off the airdrop ability in China. Now, why would you do that? Well, because that's a way you can you can communicate with other people without having it tracked. And Apple is so one with humanity and the earth and what's good and right. They wanted to make sure that the government could track every word, every image, everything. They needed, you know, Xi Jinping, he gets a bad name. And they just want to help him out a bit. So congratulations, Apple. So for several weeks, this has been going on. It went from tens of thousands of Foxconn workers to hundreds of thousands of other people in the area. But the protest was still primarily about removing the zero COVID restrictions. But then over just a couple more days, something changed. I pick it up there. In 60 seconds. Okay, so the worker protests were, you know, start at as as an anti-COVID protest. However, this has now evolved into an anti-CCP protest, and that's not done. Up until two weeks ago, protesters publicly called for the end of Xi Jinping's rule and the end of the Communist Party, and it would have been pretty much done, disappeared by the secret police, likely put to death. But over the last few days, over the weekend, thousands of protesters have taken to the streets to scream those exact demands, spray painting the same on the sides of government buildings, even posting down with the CCP online. This has not been seen since Tiananmen. The other major difference 
which should matter to every American and the whole world, is the size and the scope of China's role in the global economy. In 1989, China was less than 2% of global GDP and engaged in very little trade. Today, China is nearly 20% of the global GDP and provides more than 30% of all manufacturing. China facilitates over 25% of all global shipping. China consumes 20% of all global energy supplies. You know, they used to say, if we, if we catch a cold, Europe gets pneumonia. Now it's if China sneezes, the world could die. What happens if China has a heart attack? We have supply chain problems now. Wait until this country has to shut down. Uh, also, it's key to remember the CCP just had their once every five year Congress. They elected a whole new Politburo and Central Committee. Uh, all allies of President Zim, all who have sworn to support the very zero COVID policy that causes the uh, protest in the first place. The Chinese, peop Chinese people don't have they don't have many places to go, but they know right where the blame goes and they are actually speaking it. One last thought on this. You know how those those protests ended, right? We're all very clear on the tanks that rolled in. In the end, 2,700 people were dead. Twice as many were injured. That was a single protest in one square. The protests this last weekend involve a thousand times more people across dozens of major regions. Let's hope my math sucks and pray that we don't have a repeat of 1989. This is game changing. They either go full authoritarian and start slaughtering people like Mao, or there is a massive change in China. Alrighty. So just some protests that are happening over, starting with COVID restrictions, moving on to the totalitarian nature of the, the CCP. Uh, but man, just how crazy is it that that's going on in today's world that uh, governments are locking people into their houses? And I know this is in China, but mm -hmm. we have places like Australia and, and Canada that were to that point extreme in their COVID-19 lockdowns. Yep. And, um, and it's just, it just goes to show that the, the, the game's not over when it comes to the control of a government in our world and uh and that china right now as uh he was talking about our our uh, our famous gentleman from the blaze uh was describing how if this is similar to tiananmen square and there's what a thousand times more people protesting and standing up and uh just the world is changing and shifting and it all seems to uh point back to you know two years ago when the first couple lockdown lockdowns were initiated and how the government was exercising their right to control the populations that live in their cities and in their states and, and government has had their chance to show the repercussions of not bowing down to them. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately for some of these people in China, it seems like it's going to be a very violent 
outcome for them standing up and protesting. But here in the West, we still have our ability to protest and, and speak truth and use our freedom of speech. And this is all going back to some of those uh, things we started off the episode today with, which is we need to not sit idly by while our freedoms are taken from us, while everybody who speaks against the mainstream is blacklisted and banned and canceled, just like Kanye, to the point where now he can't even access his own money. Yep. We need to, as a community now, start to figure out how we can start to use the freedoms that we have here in the West to stand up for what's right. Good versus evil. Good versus evil, because it could be in the next few years that we're looking at a very similar situation what they're dealing with in China. And I know I don't want to deal with that. I know I want to use the blessing of living in the West uh, while we are also coming to battle with the freedom of speech being used to taint our minds and fill our TVs and our uh, entertainment you know, with just trash. We also have to realize that we have the opportunity to still use it for good. And it's not all just bad. It's not all the depressing you know, push of this agenda or that agenda, but it's also time for the the brave to stand up yep. for the people that truly want to stand for righteousness and stand against these agendas and stand against all of the, the uh, medical tyranny, medical tyranny, the political just ideology that is leading people down a, a dark path on, you know, the, the leftist mindset that, gets people all riled up to go and protest in the streets, yet they're protesting for something that is a degradation of our society mm-hmm. that's going to lead us to the very thing that happened in Rome where their whole society kind of degraded their morality, their sexuality turned to, to just like crazy town. And then we saw the very quick fall of those empires. And, and I think that's what we're seeing here coming in the future unless people stand up for what's right. Yeah, and as the Joker said, because I brought up Joker earlier, he said, is it just me, or is it getting crazier out there? Yep. It's not just you. And not just me. You know, it's, it's real life. I mean, the Joker just gave a kind of a, a point of release for the craziness that was swelling up in all the people, right? Which came out before COVID. Yeah. Oh, we can't say that. We'll we'll uh we'll talk about that next week. I'm really looking forward to your breakdown. That's going to be really interesting. With it's all about masculinity about. and stuff. Yeah, you're gonna. It's really good. I think. All right, we got a, a couple uh, news pictures that we want to cycle through for you guys. Some other uh, current events and news. Uh, here's the first one: facing dire recruiting realities, the Navy raises the max enlistment age to 41. Oh my God! Uh, the Navy raised its maximum enlistment age to 41 Friday for sailors joining the fleet, a nod to the current recruiting struggles plaguing the entire U.S. military. Well, maybe it's because you are requiring people in the military to take a mRNA experimental uh, you-know-what, and uh, people are like, yeah, I, I'm going to stay out of that industry. Um, oh, man. and, and you know, That means we both could be drafted. Yeah. As we've talked about before, right, the military and the medical industry have been completely purged of anybody who's willing to stand up against those mandates. And now people that did stand up are are being allowed to return to work. They're given a little bit of uh, reprieve from the draconian mandates. 
However, a lot of people just left. And that means anybody that stayed in the medical industry, a lot of people that stayed in the military are completely uh, given in to a lot of these agendas. They're, they're saying, okay, you tell, told me to do it. I'm going to do it. So now when people join, it's all the more uh, kind of uh, uh, peer pressure to obey some of these crazy things that are coming down from the new world order and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. All right, next picture here. Nebraska agriculture officials say another 1.8 million chickens must be killed after bird flu was found on a farm in the latest sign that the outbreak has had already prompted the slaughter of more than 50 million birds nationwide and continues to spread. Just another uh, kind of red flag in terms of coming food shortage and the control of uh, the food industry. They want to add preservatives and all that, probably. Yeah. All right, next picture here. We talked a little bit about the Artemis mission that's coming up. Uh, and I mentioned globes in a classroom, so I want to throw this picture in this week. Um, this is how indoctrination works. The teacher isn't aware she too was taught a lie, as was the teacher who taught her. And the people tr- blindly trust while the person who's teaching is ignorant to what they're passing on as a deception. And so I've heard it put this way, uh, that our ancestors have passed on traditions and indoctrination in ignorance, and we have kept it in innocence. And, uh, and that's why it's so important to wake up. And, and like I mentioned last time, you know, a, a globe in a classroom is a perfect example of how indoctrination works because there's literally something on packed on the bottom of globes, not for educational purposes. I was going to try to look that up, but we don't have one globe where we're at right now. We don't even have around. I I've seen it myself and it is almost on every single I believe you. globe where it says, this is not for, uh, this is not a realistic representation of the earth, not for educational purposes. And yet it is in every single classroom. Uh, and they depict to us where they want us to believe we live or what this realm really looks like. And if you do a little bit of research, you're going to find there's some major inconsistencies in that narrative. Mm -hmm. Let's show our next picture here. And this is how mass indoctrination works (laughs) with the, the sheep of the world, right? I saw it on TV and it's not just with the topic of the realm that we live in. But it is also with the medical industry, the yep. the media agendas, the uh, sexual agenda, the whatever agenda. It's I saw it on TV, and when I see everybody else, that must watching, be true. Then, right? It must be true. It must be good because everybody else is enjoying this entertainment. It must be right. Yeah, that's what that's what they think. But a lot of people. Next think. one here. Something interesting uh, is <laughs> the science is baffled at this statistic that in Africa, only 6% are you-know-what. And COVID has practically disappeared. And yet scientists are baffled about why. (laughs) Uh, So, I wonder. very interesting. Uh, There's so many interesting stories that came out uh, last year, two years ago, about uh, leaders in African nations being very suspicious of the agenda being pushed and uh, not caving in to some of the uh, World Health Organization's demands and mandates and uh, the testing protocols and 
them testing things like uh, fruit or, or goat hair or, or whatever and it coming back positive and they're just like, well, there's some hoodoo and, and hoodwinking going on with, uh, with this topic. But next uh, picture here. If you haven't yet, we mentioned this last week on our discussion. We shared the trailer. Check out this documentary, Died Suddenly. Uh, pretty interesting, pretty compelling, uh, very dark. But you want to be a watchman on the wall. You want to warn your family. Uh, as Apparently we, it's on Rumble. It's on Rumble. You Somebody can watch told... it for free, I believe. Yeah. And as we enter into the colder months of the year, we need to get ready for the next push for participating in this mass human experiment with the technology, the mRNA technology uh, that is being put into people's bodies and how it is affecting health worldwide. And we're seeing just mass sudden adult death syndrome and uh, we just need to be prepared and, and be able to have tools like that documentary to warn people that we care and love about. And so that is all that I wanted to cover today for today's news segment. Uh, hope you you know got something valuable out of that, everyone. And Jeremiah, yeah, thank you. Uh, really enjoy being able to do this live. Every time I see something kind of Skiba News Nationy, like on on my phone, like I'll have the news playing or whatever, I'll turn it off because I know we'll talk about it. Yeah. So <laughs> it's always good to get a little bit more knowledge and real knowledge from your expertise i would call you an expert in finding the news so thank you well you know we're both here to learn together man and as we sift through these stories uh we can share our opinions um and there's a lot of things that we don't catch of course but yep. it's all the more reason for our audience to if you can share with us what you're stumbling across because i only have two set you know two eyes and you only have two eyes but hopefully you know the power of a thousand minds out there, we can uncover some of the most important truth to share with the world. Yeah. And forever stay on the quest for truth. Yep. That's what my dad always said. All right. Well, I think it's time for an all new Opus Corner. Take it away, Opa. My hoot, der hat drei Ecken. Drei Ecken hat mein Hut. Und hat er nicht drei Ecken. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's Opa's Corner. An American, a Scot, and a Canadian were in a terrible car accident. They were all brought to the same emergency room, but all three of them died before they arrived. Just as they were about to put the toe tag on the American, he stirred and opened his eyes. Astonished, the doctors and nurses present asked him what happened. Well, said the American, I remember the crash, and then there was a beautiful light, and then the Canadian and the Scot and I were standing at the gates of heaven. St. Peter approached us and said that we were all too young to die, and that for a donation of $50, we could return to the earth. That's a grant. So of course, I pulled out my wallet and gave him the $50. And the next thing I knew, I was back here. You related? That's amazing, said one of the doctors. But what happened to the other two? 
Well, the last thing I saw, replied the American, the Scot was haggling over the price, and the Canadian is waiting for the government to pay for his. <laughs> oh, yeah. Three guys die together in an accident and go to heaven. When they get there, St. Peter says, We only have one rule here in heaven. And it looks like our Don't picture from last week. Step on the ducks. So they enter heaven, and sure enough, there are ducks all over the place. It's almost impossible not to step on a duck. And although they tried their best to avoid them, the first guy accidentally steps on one. Along comes St. Peter with the ugliest woman he has ever seen. St. Peter chains them together and says, Your punishment for stepping on a duck is to spend eternity chained to the ugly woman. The next day, the second guy steps accidentally on a duck, and along comes St. Peter, who doesn't miss a thing, and with him is another extremely ugly woman. He chains them together like the first guy. The third guy has observed all of this and not wanting to be chained for all eternity to an ugly woman is very, very careful where he steps. He manages to go months without stepping on any ducks, but one day St. Peter comes up to him with the most gorgeous woman he has ever laid his eyes on. A very tall, tan, curvaceous, sexy blonde. St. Peter chains them together without saying a word. The guy remarks, I wonder what I did to deserve being chained to you for all of eternity. She says, I don't know about you, but I stepped on a duck. <laughs> I heard that one when I was a wealthy man died and went to heaven. He was met at the pearly gates by St. Peter, who welcomed him warmly and told him that he would be taken to his forever heavenly dwelling. He then led him down the streets of gold. They passed castle after fantastic castle, then huge mansion after huge mansion, then beautiful cottages, until they came to the end of, of the street and St. Peter stopped the rich man in front of a little wooden shack that looks like it's about to fall down. Welcome home, St. Peter said. Why do I get this ugly thing when there are so many mansions I could live in, the man demanded. Well, we did the best we could with the money you sent us, St. Peter replied. A man visiting Texas goes to his hotel bar and hops up on a giant bar stool. Boy, this seat is massive, he tells the bartender. The bartender tells him, everything is bigger in Texas. He orders a beer, and the bartender thrusts a half a gallon mug of ice cold beer into his hands. This is huge, he said. Like I said, 
Everything's bigger in Texas, the bartender says. He manages to drink the whole thing while chatting with the bartender, but eventually the half a gallon of liquid catches up with him. He asks the bartender where the bathroom is, and he says, down the hall, first door on the right. He starts down the hall, but misses the bathroom and walks through the second door, which happens to be the hotel pool. He walks forward and falls into the pool. And after falling and flailing and bobbing and to the surface, he desperately yells, Don't flush! Don't flush! <laughs> and now for the funnies. God, I am delicious. And dumber. <laughs> Taste funny. <laughs> oh, this guy is falling. I totally misunderstood what she was saying. Me too. Hold it right there, Charles. Not on our first date, you don't. <laughs> Which one is yours? Let's be thankful for all the things we're about to knock off the table. <laughs> I give thanks for the cat. <laughs> it's a known fact that sheep that give us steel wool have no natural enemies. Think about it, Murray. If we could get this baby running, we could run over hikers, pick up females, chase down mule deer. Man, we'd be the grizzlies from hell. So, try to have her home by 12, okay? 1202, 1201. <laughs> Wait. What did I tell you two about jumping on the bed? Awesome! <laughs> Primitive weed eaters. Hey, look! No hands! <laughs> mm -hmm. 
to mock a killing bird. Oh, sure. Grab a defenseless fish while he isn't looking. Big, tough guy. No doubt about it, Captain. It's definitely an Italian sub. Hold it! His Majesty just got the joke. <laughs> That's me sometimes. Well, they were obviously married. <laughs> I know that. What is it? I have no idea. Southwestern Bell. Well, if I'm lucky, I should be able to get off this thing in about six more weeks. Mm -hmm. Where is Catwoman? Isn't she coming with us? She got sidetracked. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh God, he's wearing Crocs. <laughs> A big day for Jimmy. Snake World, Snake World, order now. The bluebird of happiness, long absent from his life, Ned is visited by the chicken of depression. It dries the washing using the very latest technology, a combination of solar and wind power. The signs of the time. And that concludes another Opa's Corner. Mein Hut, der hat drei Ecken, drei Ecken hat mein Hut. Und hat er nicht drei Ecken, dann ist es nicht mein Hut. Opa's Corner is now available on my own YouTube channel. Like, share, and subscribe. That was great, Opa. Everybody, show Opa some love and follow his, uh, subscribe to his YouTube channel because Opa's Corner is probably one of my favorite segments on the show. Thank you, Opa. So, uh, now it's time for some mystery. Do it. So, today we're going to be talking about 
a man named Frank Olson and how he was killed by MK Ultra. He also worked for MK Ultra. Frank Olson was an American biological warfare scientist and an employee of the United States Army Biological Warfare Laboratories, who ended up knowing too much and it led to his own death, his murder. I don't know. You be the judge. Let's play clip number one. Tonight we report on a secret CIA research project carried out in Montreal in which mental patients felt they were used as the CIA's guinea pigs. They kept you asleep for 23 days and while I was asleep they were shocking the heck out of me with electric shocks. Ladies and gentlemen, MK Ultra is a rabbit hole that doesn't seem to end. This is the tragic yet mysterious case of Frank Rudolf Olsen. Project Chatter, Project Artichoke, Project Midnight Climax, MK Naomi, MK Delta, MK Ultra. All code names used by the United States CIA to act out on illegal experimentations of drugging humans with psychedelics. The purpose? From the released declassified documentations, it's believed to be for the purpose of mind control. One of the grandfathers of MK Ultra was American biochemical weapons expert, Frank Olson. Frank Olson was thoroughly experienced in biological warfare. While serving in World War II as captain for the US Army Chemical Corps, Olson would receive a life-changing call from one Ira Baldwin. Ira, at the time, was Olsen's university thesis advisor and was also mentoring Sidney Gottlieb. Ira had been asked to lead a new program focused around creating biological weapons and thus requested Olsen to join him as one of the very first scientists in Maryland's Fort Detrick. During his time, Olsen would assist in studying modern technological warfare and even partake in the utilization of anthrax, a poison that is deadly to both livestock and humans. Eventually, he would be discharged from the army and would continue to work in Fort Detrick, expanding his research into aerobiology. He would assist in several operations, such as sea spray, harness, and eventually, MK Ultra. Spring of 1949, the United States' fear of the Soviets grew to absurd levels when they assumed the Russians had mastered microweaponization, a dangerously covert style of chemical warfare. This phobia resulted in creating the Special Operations Division at Fort Detrick, sometimes referred to as being Detrick within a Detrick because of its own secrecy. These new operations led Olsen to be the acting chief within a year of being created. But after four years of being the chief of the Special Operations Division, Olsen stepped down, supposedly due to pressures and stresses of the job affecting his ulcers. But during this time at Fort Detrick, Olsen secretly began working as a CIA employee once stepping down, Frank Olson would stay in contact with the Special Operations Division, but would officially join the CIA. According to Olson's son, Eric Olson, his new work with the CIA would create a lasting effect on his psyche. He would come into work in the morning and see piles of dead monkeys, Eric said. 
that messes with you. He wasn't the right guy for that. During his time with the CIA, he'd experienced numerous illegal interrogations, consisting of torturing victims for knowledge in international CIA black sites. Said victims were quote unquote, literally interrogated to death with experimental methods, combining drugs, hypnosis, and torture, all to attempt to master brainwashing techniques and erase memories. After Operation Big Switch was finalized, Olsen had arrived in Europe where it was rumored he traveled to London, Paris, Stockholm, and Berlin. Upon Olsen's return to the States, his mood and attitude had drastically changed, according to his family. And according to Norman Cornoyer, a close co-worker to Olsen, he stated that Olsen had witnessed more interrogations in Europe and thus became convinced that the United States had used biological weapons during the Korean War a strong offender to the recently signed Geneva Convention. After this, Olsen visited a psychiatrist trained to deal with high-level security clearances. It is speculated that the therapist, William Sargent, reported that Olsen had become a security threat, thus requesting his access to military facilities be limited. But it's too late. Olsen knew too much. Olsen knew too much. So Frank Olson worked at Camp Dietrich, Maryland, uh, and at a meeting, he was covertly dosed with LSD by his colleague, the head of the CIA's MK Ultra, Sidney Gottlieb. Is that not pretty intense? Sounds like this guy had a brain that was at use at one point, but it some point that changed and it became a liability and they had to destroy that mind before it leaked some of those secrets that's right on point with, with my beliefs but it's crazy how they ruled his death and how he died because he was staying when when he was dosed uh it was nine days he, he died nine days later after being fed lsd and he didn't know it i think it was in a in water so he plunged to his death from a window of the Hotel Statler in New York. Opa, do you know where that is? Yep. Where, where is that? that? Kind of in New York. Uh, it's Midtown. Okay. And the U.S. government described his death as suicide. Of course they did. Uh, then they ruled it as misadventure. So let's play the second clip. Kind of shows you a little bit more about what I'm talking about. But it's too late. Austin knew too much. Austin knew too much. He had spent a decade with Fort Dietrich, acted chief of the Special Operations Division, knowing information that others even at Dietrich weren't classified to, and had witnessed interrogative accidental murders in Europe. Austin acted within multiple illegal operations, such as MK Ultra and Project Artichoke, and helped Gottlieb bring LSD to the United States. And if American forces had used biological weapons, this would break the Geneva Convention's law against chemical warfare, which could result in the United States of America facing global outrage and possibly sanction them away from trading with the outside world, severely hurting the economy. While there is hefty evidence leaning towards the US using biological weapons, there is no concrete proof. Only Olson would be the one to know the truth. The very thought that Olsen might know too much resulted in him being a security risk. During this time, MK Ultra was in full operative effect for several months, 
and from November 18th to November 20th, 1953, a dozen co-workers went on a retreat to Deep Creek Lake, Maryland. Numerous agents, including Austin, were then covertly tested upon with a manufactured truth serum, aka an LSD cocktail. The next morning, he returns home having no appetite nor any emotional connections to his family. Frank Olson was a new disturbed man. I've made a terrible mistake. Olson's wife remembered him blurting out. By this time, barely a handful of agents knew the very core purpose and intentions of MK Aldra. November 23rd, Olson and his boss, Vincent Rubit, arrived at Dietrich, both still recovering from the questionable experimentations performed on them. But Olsen had enough. His mentality could only handle so much. Vincent recalled Olsen having explosive fits, demanding that he be fired or he'll quit that very day, and that he was often disoriented and felt quote-unquote all mixed up and incompetent about his work field. Although he was capable of being calmed down, it was agreed that Olsen should undergo psychiatric help. So, on November 24th, Olsen, Vincent, and co-worker Robert Lashbrook flew to New York City for a few days to meet up with Dr. Harold Abramson, an American physician who advocated the idea of therapeutic LSD. And not even four days later, on November 28, 1953, Frank Rudolph Olsen would fall 10 floors onto the sidewalk in front of Hotel Statler. The manager of the hotel rushes over to his body, still somewhat alive and attempting to speak. But unfortunately, Olsen passed away before medical help could arrive. The police quickly entered room 1018A, in which Olsen had been staying in. However, there were two names registered to the room, Frank Olsen and Robert Lashbrook. As they inspected the room, they pushed open the bathroom door to find Lashbrook, head in his hands. He had told them he was simply sleeping, and that he had quote-unquote heard a noise and woke up. As the police investigated the scene, one officer took note of the similarities between Frank Olsen's death and the 1948 case of Lawrence Duggan, another high-level government agent that had plummeted to his death from his New York office after being thought to be a security threat. Yet, the police report states that Frank Olsen had purposely thrown himself out of the window and died shortly after impact. The hotel's phone operator reported connecting a phone call from room 1018A to an outside number that belonged to Dr. Harold Abramson. All that was said in the brief conversation was, well, he's gone. That's too bad. In all my years in the hotel business, the night manager recalled, I never encountered a case where someone got up in the middle of the night, ran across a dark room in his underwear, avoiding two beds, and dove through a closed window with the shade and curtains drawn. The Olsen family had told friends that Frank had simply suffered a mental breakdown from stress, resulting in him taking his life. However, the family actually had no real knowledge of the details around his death. That would be until the limited documentation of MK Ultra was released to the public in 1975. Now, answers were demanded. That year, the government confirmed that Olsen had been illegally tested on with LSD just nine days prior to his death. The Olsen family planned to sue the agency for Frank's wrongful death, but the case was settled out of court with the family accepting a payment of $750,000. In today's age, that settlement would round up to $3.9 million. 
1994. The Olsen family had decided to have Frank's body operated on for a second autopsy. Seeing that the first one, which was medically performed almost immediately after his death, only stated Frank had simple cuts and abrasions from his fall. But the second autopsy discovered something much darker. A large hematoma on the left side of Frank's head and a large injury to his chest. The team that performed the autopsy agreed that the injuries were caused from blunt force trauma. Blunt force trauma that happened before his fall. Like Bob Saget? James Stars, wow. the lead operator of the autopsy, claimed this new discovery to be, quote-unquote, frankly and starkly suggestive of homicide. <laughs> Fun fact. In the CIA's Manual of Assassination, it states that the most efficient accident in simple assassination is a fall of 75 feet or more onto a hard surface. 75 feet is only five stories tall, half the height that Frank Olsen had plummeted. Even with this brand new bombshell of information, the Olsen family was only met with rejections to further the case due to already accepting the 1976 settlement. Even though the case was dismissed, US District Judge James Bosberg had written the following about the case. While the court must limit its analysis to the four corners of the complaint, the skeptical reader may wish to know that the public reader supports many of the allegations in the family suit far-fetched as they may sound. So the U.S. government first called his death a suicide, and they ruled it misadventure. And uh, most people, including myself and his family, believe that it was murder. I mean, it kind of reminds me of Bob Saget, uh, because when they did Bob Saget's autopsy, they found that it was more like a ruling of blunt force trauma. So there's a lot of inconsistencies in my opinion. And it just, it just shows knowing too much can kill you. Always be aware of your surroundings and don't believe the official narrative given by the media. Those are my thoughts. Do you have any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, they start with calling you crazy, making you feel like you're crazy, and then that's how they discredit you. Mm -hmm. And it got to the point where this guy who probably was just aware of some very traumatizing and dark secrets, uh, it led to his death, homicide, suicide, whichever. And it's all because they wanted to make somebody who had a truth, they wanted to discredit them in any way possible. And, uh, man, what a sad story. And could you imagine being drugged like that? Like not even, not knowing. even knowing too. that would make me feel like I went crazy. Yep. Yep. It's just, uh, it's crazy. I remember the first time I ever heard about this uh, case was I was watching a documentary on Netflix and it's called Wormwood and that that's going to be the third clip, but, uh, when I was watching it, it was around filming of maybe episode two or three. And I was like, this would be perfect for Skipping News Nation, but we had just covered MKUltra. And so I was like, I'll, I'll wait a little bit longer. So I had this one, you know, jotted down. And it was like too much at the time to where I had to break it down because there's so many things, so many conspiracies around it, and so much they were trying to cover up. It just it blew my mind. But Anyway, it's called Wormwood. It's on Netflix, and let's play that trailer. 
Now this is about the same gentleman, right? Yes. We've just yep. What were you told at the time of your father's death? In his family. I was told that you were being father interviewed and had an accident. But they do a really good job story. of retaining wow. by the CIA. My father, Frank Olson, was an army scientist. Through a window, a closed window. had a yep. relationship with the CIA. Oh they take him to New York Tuesday morning. And that's his sign right morning. there. He's dead. What was my Almost father looks like doing? What was out. the CIA doing? No, you don't say? What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely thrown out. CIA documents deal with a I mean, MK Ultra. There was in I don't even know how that's CIA possible. experiment on an unwitting civilian who was right? given LSD. Maybe we're crazy. You're the yeah. one on stage tonight, Dr. Olson. You're all a bunch of jokers. This has been the shift from thinking that my father's death was a mysterious suicide to knowing that it was a CIA atrocity. They do a good job a showing about the integrity what he could have been feeling. The government was so eager Out of to mind. shut down. Oh, crazy. The tragedy that happened to the family was very deep and very real. Eric's consistent thing with the CIA into this yep. terrible hole. The CIA was using LSD on people, but I think the real bad was something worse. And so done with you, they just wipe their hands clean. He's a man who out a window. profoundly distressed about what he was learning. Or you accidentally kill yourself. former CIA scientist may have been murdered. If you thought somebody was detrimental, you would have no problem dealing with him. But then the question is, who ordered that? Maybe the same people that had Jeffrey Epstein, which put its own democratic institutions. Maybe their children, all following in the footsteps of this ongoing agenda to hide the truth. Frank was somebody who has secrets, and he was dangerous. I can't tell you more. Worth checking out for sure. Very, I mean, looks like they really depicted the story. Very well. Very well. Yeah, it was like a like a documentary mixed with the the and the casting was great. Uh, and they're like dramatizations, but this is just a personal thing that I have. But like I don't like watching like biopics or or dramatizations if they don't fit the actual time period. Like it, because of my autism, my slight autism, it just drives me crazy. So when I saw this movie, it was like perfect. Like everything about it is. I mean, it just got a lot of eyes, crossed a lot of T's. It was pretty intense. So I suggest everybody checking that out if you have a Netflix account. You know, what it made me think of is if 30, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, they're doing these cover-ups yep. and they're experimenting on man, uh, on their own employees, just imagine how that agenda transformed and mutated into what we are dealing with today in the shadows. I mean, I personally don't think MK Ultra's done. I think they're still exper I mean, they are still experimenting on humans in hospitals. They they learned what they had to learn and they just called it a new ex you know, a, a MK next generation, you know. Mm -hmm. Which leads me to ask the question, do you know what the MK in these what is that? We gotta look that up real quick. What does MK stand for? Because they all start with MK Ultra, MK, this or that. Anyways, we'll, we'll look into that. If if you know, leave it in the comments and tell us what it what it means because we have no idea. We've been looking. So, anyways, that's all I got for history. I hope you enjoyed that little 
piece of history yeah. that, that not much people not many people know about. So all I got. Time for some memes. Meme me up. Meme me up. All right, we got a couple funny ones for you guys here. Let's start off with the first one. I'm old enough to remember the very first TED Talk. <laughs> it was most excellent. Most excellent. Most excellent. Uh, <laughs> all right. You know, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell yeah. did a TED Talk. Oh, really? Yeah, isn't that crazy? I'm talking about, I don't know exactly what intrigued. she's talking about, but I, we need to cover that. How to manipulate the elite? Is it something titled that way? <laughs> I mean, I want to say it was something with global warming, but I don't, I don't know, which is, you know. Here's our next uh, little uh, picture here. The land of milk and honey to the left and the land of powdered cream and artificial sweetener <laughs> to the right. <laughs> Choices. All right. First, they sell the problem. Then they sell the cure. And how true That's is that? That's the truth, yeah. Wow. Churches and Christian movements throughout history, starting in AD, you have the you know the, the apostolic you know people walkers of the way, and then you have the Catholic Church following in the 300s, and so this is where our denomination came along and finally got the Bible right way here at the end of this big tree, uh, you know, and this is taking place in membership class, so everybody knows that their particular denomination's truths are the uh, epitome of all true and good things and everybody else has it wrong and yep. uh, unfortunately you know that's you know one of the, the things that you know i learned you know from rob is just uh we got to fight against the traditions of our elders that we've inherited in ignorance kept in innocence and uh there's a reason there's forty thousand denominations out there but there's only uh one scripture that we should be you know going back to find out really what the truth is you know in, in terms of our faith walk all right next mm. when you think <laughs> the internet argument is over but he comes back <laughs> push your glasses up and get ready to type <laughs> i'm sorry he's like one of the creepiest ugliest looking guys i've ever seen yeah that guy is yeah he's a creep <laughs> Deeply. all right Black Friday, because only in America people trample others for sales exactly one day after being thankful for what they already have. <laughs> of course, coming through the Thanksgiving season, holiday season, uh, very uh, timely, you know, all the people rushing to get their Black Friday savings. The one good thing about Amazon is you don't have to be trampled. Oh, true. You just get it in the mail. And I'm, I'm very anti-Amazon, as I still say. <laughs> but Cyber right. Monday, I think they call it now. Here's a, a cat divvying up the uh, how to share the sleeping arrangement. Here's my side, and here's your side. <laughs> that is stealing so from Opa's corner. <laughs> oh, Opa said he had this Garfield uh, clipping already. Sorry, Opa. I uh, I guess we have you a just similar, beat him to it. Similar sense of humor or something. Yeah, you beat him to it. <laughs> That's great. Alrighty. Did you know that all of the scenes from Star Wars were actually filmed on Earth? 
and that all the scenes from NASA were filmed in the exact same place. What do you know? Well, you know that the town that they built is actually still there. People visit it as a filming location. It's like used by. Oh wow! The it was I can't remember exactly where it is. It's not in Hollywood, but wherever it is, they still use this stuff. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, I know even on the NASA side of things, there's like the topography in the background of some of the moonshots are the exact same as some uh, yeah. places in uh, some deserts that you, you can almost line it up and it's like, oh, wow, it's the same exact place. What do you know? Isn't that convenient? Weird. A little weird, you know? And this is me. I'm not <laughs> <out> of me. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, here's a cool picture of ancient Israelite cosmology I wanted to show you guys. And um, and it just uh, you know, depicts the the ancient view of the realm we live in. All right, next picture. I hope this doesn't turn into a tradition. <laughs> it's the Indians versus the the pilgrims or whatever. Another Opa corner. Oh, oh, I beat to it. I'm sorry, Opa. All right. These are more comic book clippings and and newspaper clippings. So I gotta I gotta make gotta sure draw to the get line back somewhere to the meme meme realm. I, uh, I think Sierra shared some of these. So shout out to her, my my wife. All right, next picture. <laughs> and then the turkey just killed itself. <laughs> so this is of course Bill Clinton feeding his family a uh, a turkey that just killed itself. Mm -hmm. Yep, and that's right after he flew for the twenty-second time to uh, on on uh, Jeffrey Epstein's plane. Yep. probably. I did not have sexual relations with this turkey. <laughs> did you see the one that I posted for Thanksgiving? <laughs> it was Joe Biden sniffing a turkey. Oh, oh, really? And I put ha "Happy Sniffing Turkey Day" or something. Sniffing turkey. Yeah, I did see that. Like, yeah, it was funny. All right, next uh, next clip here. Uh, the baby pictures of Adam and Eve. <laughs> Dirt and rib. How cute. All right. Sharp. Just a reminder to everyone, collect this. Books, knowledge, wisdom, scriptures, ancient texts. Not this. And uh, what are those baseball cards? No, nah, I think they're the pop bobblehead. Oh, my gosh. I do not like those. They're not even cool. I mean, yeah, I, I, I can get that people think like it, it was almost like they created a new collectible thing, and it's almost too, too forced. Yeah. In terms of memorability, I know you're really. And into it's made here in America too, I think. But uh, yeah, I mean. And it looks like a Japanese toy, kind of. Yeah, it, it definitely kind of like a Japanese style. The big head. It's uh, a bobblehead. It's a glorified bobblehead that doesn't bobble. Right. Yep. Yeah, but I mean, it reminds me of back in the day where people had like studies and they had all of their, you know, things like collected. And now, you know, it, it's just, uh, you know, it's a different age, different age we live in. Well, if you want to, if you want to continue the, the thing, we have the, the books and the workbooks and. Oh, yeah, for sure. So grow yeah. your collection. Uh, I think this was our final picture here, right, Opa? Uh, yeah, this is what everybody's going through with all the sports, uh, in the past uh, few weekends, you know, everybody's watching football and, and, uh, soccer or, or also known as football, you know, in other places. Uh, oh, 
oh, everybody's going nuts in the final score. Zero to one. Um, I never understood soccer. That's why I love this Norm hat. <laughs> oh, yeah. It just says sports. 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 Yeah, I support sports. Sports. Let's go sports. <laughs> Modern gladiator rings, right? Yep. Uh, all right. Well, that's all the memes for today. And once again, had a blast uh, getting to hang out in the studio with you guys. And we'll be back in our old location uh, next week. But it's been really great just being able to, you know, conversate back and forth in person. It's so much more easy to kind of have a conversation without uh, doing it over the, uh, over the Internet. And we talked about this at the beginning of the show, but also just a, another reminder, uh, if you want to help support uh, Sheila, Jeremiah, Skiba News Nation, and continuing on uh, kind of Kingsgate Media and all that entails, uh, make sure to go over and check out their store. Check out the. Uh, and you're going to be doing virtual house church. Yep. With some of those. Yeah. So we'll be we'll be doing uh, some cool. studies through these, taking notes, and um, as well as uh, we got some great uh, resources that Rob, your dad, put together, and and you guys can see that we'll we'll share on screen the website and some of the great packages. You guys can save a lot if you get some bundles. So. And also, if you want to support this channel specifically, we have our own merch, which Jake is repping right now. Yeah, I got a cool t-shirt here, or a hoodie. Liberalism is a disease. I don't know if y'all can see it. There we go. And some Skiba News Nation hats, and I got some cool, uh, uh, what would you call them, like, uh, where I honor my dad. They're like cool photos of him. Two different designs, but. And an old corner. And in Opa's Corner. And He's Opa's got his corner. own merch. Oh, yeah. So thank you for watching episode 25. I hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you next week. If you would like to submit a story, topic, or have any other inquiries, please email submit at skibanewsnation.com. Also, you can email Jeremiah Skiba personally at jeremiah at skibanewsnation.com. Also, email Jake personally at jake at skibanewsnation.com. If you want to write us a letter, send us something, help support us, or just say hi, please send your letter to Jeremiah Skiba, P.O. Box 560-271, The Colony, Texas 75056. If you write us a letter, I'll do my best to write you back. Hey, Skiba News Nation family, thank you for watching. Please like, share, and subscribe. You can also help support this channel by getting yourself some Skiba News Nation merch. Also, we are proud to announce that we are now on Patreon, where you will get bonus content, shoutouts, and much more. Thank you again for watching and helping us stay on the quest for truth. Huge shout out to all our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for your support. We couldn't do this show without you. If you want to help support us, go to patreon.com forward slash Skiba News Nation. We are also proud to announce that Skiba News Nation podcast is now available on podcast platforms.